The views and opinions expressed during Eye on the Triangle do not represent WKNC or NC State student media. Your dial is currently tuned to Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1. Thanks for listening. Textbooks are not always easy to come by. Buying them can be expensive, and others aren't used as much in classes. So some students are stuck with textbooks that cost hundreds of dollars without using them more than just a couple of times. This is why the NC State Libraries down at DH Hill and Hunt offer textbooks for each university course to be checked out for a short time in such cases, though this was altered by the COVID-19 pandemic. That's why today I'm sitting down with Mia Partlow, resource-sharing librarian here at NC State. She has currently served in this position for a little over three years. She graduated with a bachelor's degree in political science from Indiana University Bloomington and two master's degrees, one from New York University or NYU in American Studies and the other from Indiana University Bloomington in Library Science. She's sitting down with me today to talk about the physical textbook lending service that is coming back with the logistics and processes behind it. Ms. Partlow, welcome to Eye on the Triangle. Thank you. So my first question is, uh, I would like you to tell the listeners more about your role here at the NCSU Libraries and more about how it relates to textbook lending. Sure. So my name is Mia Partlow. I'm the resource sharing librarian at uh, NC State University Libraries. I mostly work over at Hill Library, but I also get over to Hunt, which is wonderful. Um, So my responsibilities as a resource sharing librarian are over the uh, interlibrary loan service. So we call that Trip Saver or, or TRLN Direct if you run into that in our uh, website or catalog. But essentially um, a large part of my job is making sure that if we don't have something that you need that um, you can easily get it from somewhere else. So we'll borrow it from another library or acquire it from another library if it's an article. So that's part of my job. But then the, another big part of my job is the uh, course reserves and textbook service. So course reserves are items that a professor asks us to, you know, put on hold for their class for the semester. They might not be on the syllabus, but, you know, they're like supplementary readings. And then the textbook textbook collection is one of our, I think, flagship services. Um, So we purchase a copy of every single required, at least one copy of every single required required textbook um, at NC State. And those textbooks will go to either, you know, one of our branch libraries, so Hill or Hunt. Sometimes they'll go to the Natural Resources Library or the Design Library or the Veterinary Medicine Library if they're more specialized um, for those courses. So um, yeah, those are the book textbook collection. We um, have them in our library catalog and you could so you could see which library they are located at and then um, check them out for two hours at a time um, from the ask us desk so i guess what you just said about the uh one every textbook uh i that also leads to one of my questions about that uh so like in reading what the little ad that you guys sent out i saw that you do do one textbook for every university course which i found very interesting but my question would be, would you care to elaborate on what that exactly entails? Because I find it interesting that you, um, more specifically that, like, because I figured there's possibly like thousands of teachers on campus and 
they all have to send you that textbook. And then sometimes they change and obviously COVID, it goes all over the place. So if -hmm. you could elaborate more about how, how that, what that entails and um, how you go about figuring out what books to get for those classes and if what happens. Yeah, great question. So I guess there is, I will say, an asterisk on every textbook because as you may know, as a student, um, there are some books that are like digital content, essentially. They've got the quizzes and, you know, labs that, you know, all sorts of things kind of built into the digital content. And those, um, the publishers don't really make available for us to acquire. So um, there's a little bit of an asterisk, like whenever, whenever, whenever possible, we buy them. So the way it works is that Um, faculty actually submit their required book list to the bookstore. So there's, you know, the bookstore knows what to have in stock and they share that with us as well. So um, we get that list. So it's, it's pretty centralized, which is great. We don't have to, you know, send an email out to every faculty member or anything like that. So the faculty have a deadline by which they need to um, submit their uh, textbook required lists to the bookstore. And then we work with the bookstore to get that list. And then we, you know, take a look and say, oh, which of these do we already own? Which of these do we need to buy? And, you know, just kind of parse it out from there. And there does end up being a, you know, a few weeks at the beginning of the semester where we are working very, very diligently to, you know, get books on the shelves and there, there's an ordering process, right? So we try our best to get things close to the beginning of the semester as possible, but sometimes there can be a bit of a delay with things, but, you know, by and large, you know, we have thousands of items on the shelf um, ready to go at the beginning of each semester. This is kind of a sub question, but what would you say is maybe like the hardest things to get? Would you say it's more the, the, you know, the physical textbooks? Would you say it's more of the online stuff? Would you say it's more of a specific subject maybe? I don't know. So I don't uh, personally uh, work in the ordering um, department. We call that department acquisitions and discovery. And there are um, specific platforms available to libraries to order books. So, um, you know, we have a lot of tools at our disposal. So it's really kind of parsing through, you know, from my perspective, what I've noticed is it's like parsing through all the options, you know, kind of which is the best option, you know, do we want to buy an ebook? And if we do want to buy an ebook, um, how many people at a time can view that ebook? So how many copies of that do we want to buy, right? It gets quite complex, you know, with the licensing of ebooks, you know. So, right now, we do prefer to buy ebooks over print because um, they're accessible to any student anywhere they might be, right? So, you don't have to come to the library, you know, you could be anywhere in the world essentially to view these textbooks. So, that's obviously uh, during the time of the pandemic, we worked really, really hard to kind of comb through everything and say, okay, we have this book in print, but maybe it was made available as an ebook since we bought it. Let's go find out. And so we combed through our whole collection and bought ebooks whenever we could. That was a, a big project that we did right at the beginning of the pandemic. And now we continue to kind of prefer um, ebook formats for um, textbooks whenever possible. So, so you talked a little bit about like you didn't know too much about the the you know what goes into buying them, but I don't know if you maybe could tell me or maybe if you know maybe a rough estimate of like what the annual budget for a textbook buying is for each for each year, and then maybe uh like if you're if you maybe if there's not enough money in that budget, let's say maybe there's a few textbooks that just maybe cost a little too much, or let's say it's just 
there's just not enough. Um, how do you find do you how do you find unique ways to go around that budget area where you can get those textbooks available to those students? I actually do not uh, know how much our budget is for textbooks. Um, but I will say that this program is a, a very important program to the libraries. So um, I we do not run into a situation where we can only buy, you know, X percent of the books or anything like that. So we've been successful at maintaining this program um, and being able to buy every book every semester since 2009, which is really, really cool. So I'm very happy and proud of that and proud to be a part of that service. So I don't have an actual number because I don't, like I said, I'm not involved with the um, budget, but um, we are able to, this is a sustainable service for us, I guess I'll say. And we know that it makes a real impact in students' learning success and ability to be successful at school and campus. Um, and uh, just because it's so impactful, right, this is an important service for us. So obviously, since you said this this uh, service is very important, would you say this uh, service is very popular or do you think it's more as needed? And then uh, personally, do you think students are underestimating the service a little bit because either because of the time limit, because there's like, I see there's like two hours you get for a uh, textbook limit, which, you know, some people is not a lot, some people are slower, some people are faster, and then the need to carry it uh, and then maybe some students feel the need to carry it with them because they don't want to like, you know, go somewhere and say, oh, you know, I forgot my textbook. But do you feel like that's maybe people are reason why people are under or students in particular are underestimating the service a little bit? That's a great question. Um, I think everyone has kind of specific needs when it comes to textbooks. Um, so sometimes people come to the desk and they check out a book because they didn't want to bring their large heavy textbook all the way to campus so they say oh I can come to the library you know read the chapter that I need you know take a look maybe even bring it to class and bring it back right so uh you know there's a lot of different reasons or you know at the beginning of the semester uh, I haven't decided whether I'm going to stick with the class, so I'm going to check the book out from the library uh, before I, you know, make that commitment or my order hasn't come in yet, you know, I ordered it, you know, there's just so many different kind of reasons why um, people use the books that um, it really varies. And so I think that, you know, the two hour period, yes, it's short, but it's designed so that, you know, if we have a large class that that book is available to everyone in the class for, you know, some period of time. And, you know, we do find that if you come to the desk and you say like, hey, uh, I've had this for two hours, can I check this out again? You know, like a lot of the times we can make that work. Like if the book hasn't been requested since you came and took it out, right? So there is some, you know, it's not renewable technically, but it's like, come to the desk and tell us what you need, I think is the, the main message I wanna give just about this, not just about the service, but really any service that the libraries provides. So. I, I think the more popular it could be, you know, the better, right? So, you know, if we see an increase in demand, you know, we could respond with, you know, maybe purchasing more copies or, you know, that something like that, right? So that um, more demand for us is would be great. We would be happy to see it. And, you know, this is a really, really, really popular service pre-pandemic. I mean, if you're coming to the desk um, and, or if I, like I was just working the desk earlier this afternoon, um, you know, like a lot of what we're doing is circulating textbooks there. So um, 
it's it's popular, but I think it yeah, it could be as popular as as we want it to be. <laughs> So that actually leads into my next question, because um, I found that you actually were here a little bit before the pandemic hit, um, that you started a little bit before the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. and obviously you continued after. Uh, so prior to COVID, how, like, would you, could you elaborate more about how popular or how much the service was utilized and how much it changed during COVID? Yeah, so yes, I started my job, I think, like six weeks before the campus closed um, in March 2020. So um, quite the start to a new job. Um, and so, yeah, it was uh, extremely popular service before, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of circulation circulations per month, right, for the textbook program. Um, during the pandemic, we switched to a digital delivery mode for textbooks. So we would scan, you know, a student could request like, I need chapter three and five. And we would scan chapters three and five for them. And for a while, like kind of towards the, you know, first few months and everything was just so, you know, we had so many questions, what's safe, what's not safe, right? Like it was, you know, just that stressful moment of like everyone just kind of scrambling. We were um, just delivering these uh, PDFs by email, you know, just like, okay, you requested chapter three, here's chapter three by email. And we would, you know, have the files. So if someone requested again, we could, you know, send it out. And we ended up with these, you know, really like long queues of requests. And it was taking us much longer to respond than we wanted to because we know that this is a pretty urgent need, right? Like if you're requesting a chapter of a textbook, you're reading it that week maybe the week after if you know you're planning ahead um and so we very wanted to be very sensitive and aware of that fact that these are urgent requests and you know our staff is stretched thin we're scrambling it's covid you know so what we ended up doing was we made kind of a digital like an online portal for these chapters so once we did have them scanned we could put them up and someone could look at them um online at their convenience without having to wait for us to kind of email it to them and then they could see like if all their other classmates had requested chapter three, it would already be up there. Did you have a follow-up? Uh, I was gonna say, did, is that online portal, is that public? Is that like a public site that everybody can go on or is that more just specifically towards that to chapter or book that that student is requesting? It was public and we have since discontinued that service and I will explain why, which is that, so part of that service, um, required the books to be not circulating the actual physical books and there were some digital controls that we placed on the files as well so you couldn't download or share or print things like that so um, we had those controls and then the physical item couldn't circulate this is so that we could adhere to fair use principles of copyright law so um, once we said okay we're going back to on-campus learning in fall 21. Students are coming back to campus en masse. And we know a lot more about surface transmission of COVID right now. So we feel comfortable. We're going to circulate these items again. And so once we said we can circulate these textbooks again, we took down the online portal um, to, you know, so those, those scans are no longer accessible. And now it's all uh, physical circulation or using our uh, pretty robust ebook collection. And then uh, since we are trying to go back to normal, obviously uh, what you said 
about uh, services during COVID. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I would assume they won't totally change as we're kind of still getting out of the, you know, online sphere into the physical aspect, more into seeing each other and talking to each other. Uh, but uh, has textbook lending returned to exact same as it has pre-COVID or like maybe have you meshed the two policies together to create kind of like a hybrid kind of uh, lending service or could, could you, could you uh, elaborate on that? Yes, we have returned our policies to kind of pre pre pandemic normal. Um, so the physical items are available at the ESCA's desk to check out for two hours at a time. Um, copyright restrictions really um, make it difficult or impossible in some cases for us to scan um, textbooks for um, students. Now, there are some exceptions to that, such as a student with a print disability who needs a digital version of a book, right? So like, that's something that, you know, someone could ask us and we could work with them on. So uh, we're, um, when you were up applying those textbooks to maybe someone with a disability, did you find that to be a little bit harder online since because of all the, you know, you weren't able to be in front of them to help them out with the, you know, the readings they were trying to do? No, I think it's just communication and um, talking to a student and seeing what they need. And then now I would like to take this opportunity to put a more personal question. Obviously, I don't want you to like bad mouth, but I just kind of want a more honest answer. Uh, what would you say? Would you say that um, NC State University overall has done enough to allow for the libraries to be a proper use of students? And then more specifically during this time, where masks are mandated, more specifically during this time where masks are mandated and distancing is a must. That's a great question. Um, I don't know, you know, this has been a really challenging time for us and our staff. Um, if you think about the textbook scanning service, right, which started mm -hmm. March 2020, while everything was closed, and, uh, the world was locked down, um, our staff were here scanning um, textbooks, right, coming into the libraries, trying to kind of maintain the services to the best of our abilities. So, and even as we did that, we knew it wasn't enough, right? That there is something missing when you can't come into the building and get the textbook and talk to somebody and find out serendipitously that, oh, you all also lend out DSLR cameras. That's wonderful because I need that for my project too, right? So there's a lot that gets missed when someone can't come into the building. So, you know, I know that there are students still working in like a hybrid learning environments. And so, you know, I guess I would say that if you have a need, the best, best, best thing that you can do is to contact us at Ask Us. So if you, if you Google like NCSU libraries, Ask Us, um, you'll get to a way to contact us, chat, email, phone, et cetera. And, if we don't kind of hear needs, then it's really hard for us to meet them, right? So we, we have a student advisory board and we're talking with them and, you know, like we're talking with our student colleagues and people that come in, um, but, you know, kind of hearing from everybody about what you need is, is great. So um, if you, yeah, if you have an example of something that you need, I'm happy to, to hear it. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's been a challenging time and we, we wanna do our best.
So would you say that, you know, social communication as far as, you know, like being able to talk to somebody, say how your day is, what you're doing, do you feel like that's more of a underrated part of the textbook lending service just because of the fact that they can, you know, talk to somebody, they can, you know, see face to face? Do you feel like over the pandemic, that was kind of something that people took, took um, you know, overrated with and then kind of looked back and was like, wow, I kind of missed this? Yeah, I think I was just talking with a colleague today about how, like, just running into somebody, we ran into each other for the first time, you know, in a year and a half, and that was great, and I heard, you know, oh, I'm going into the classroom, I'm doing, I'm teaching, right, so I think that, yes, of course, of course, talking with someone at the desk, and, you know, oh, you need this textbook, and oh, yeah, well, here's where all the other books about, you know, physics are, are kept in the book stacks, like, and being able to kind of, like, take someone there and show them how to find books in the stacks like yeah absolutely I mean face-to-face -face is a wonderful way um to you know find out what people need and talk to I just you know I like to have conversations at the desk too that are more social so I think that's a super important part um you know and we, we have also you know been providing services online for a long time right so like via chat or email, like, you know, there's all this kind of communication that's been happening for a long time. So we were able to kind of pivot like pretty well, but um, I think there's just so much that honestly we offered that is nice to be able to talk to people in person and find out more about what, what you need. All right, so my final question is, um, you mentioned Googling NCSU, um, could you, tell the listeners how to contact the libraries or like what specifically they can go to, maybe Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, LinkedIn for that matter, um, that maybe they didn't know about at first and maybe they can contact you because now they know. Sure. Um, so our website is lib, like library, lib.ncsu.edu. Um, um, there's a chat now like button right at the top in kind of like the top right of our homepage. Um, you could also, you know, there's contact info at the bottom of the pages and things like that. So you could actually text us, you could email us, you could call us. There's a chat, like little kind of chat service and it's not a chat bot. There's actual people staffing that chat every time, every hour that we're open, which is cool. So you're never gonna get some weird automated response from us. Um, and yeah, we're on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, I am not uh, well-versed in all of those um, handles, but I know we're doing a lot on Twitch right now. Um, so um, some interesting, like a lot of our programs are streamed on Twitch at the moment. So that's been um, kind of interesting. I'm not super involved with that, but um, I know it's happening. It seems pretty cool. So yeah, there's a lot. I mean, if you're really looking for textbooks, kind of the more like traditional quote unquote uh, means of contacting us, like chat, email phone that sort of thing or is a great way to go because you're going to get to that like those re are reference professionals that like really know how to find what you need um and are like you know can help you find the circulation get the to the desk that you need all that good stuff so i think that would be the best way to go well thank you miss mia partlow for joining me today i appreciate you taking time out of your day for to answer my questions and to talk to me yeah thanks so much for having me Music in today's episode was Sailing by Delicate Steve through the YouTube audio library license.
Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to listen to more episodes, go to wknc.org slash podcast, as we have new episodes coming out every Sunday. This is Johnson Eigman, reporting for Eye on the Triangle, signing off.